Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage. Cause we're unlocking the cage. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Uh, it is Sunday. It is beautiful out, and we are inside talking about Nicolas Cage movies. I am Meg. I am hey, Chris. Chris Madden. How you doing? Unlocking the you Cage. Know. So good. Uh, we. I just. I cannot wait to start talking about this movie. It is. It's a treasure trove of wonderful moments. Um, so we we're today we're talking about Ghost Rider, the first Ghost Rider. This is the first time I watched this movie. I know this has been a, a classic cage movie for a long time, but I'm glad to finally be caught up. Um, if you are listening to this in podcast form, uh, we record live on Twitch on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash managers comedy. If you want to watch old episodes on YouTube, you can find them youtube.com slash managers comedy. Um, and hey, we haven't checked in on this in a while. Chris, you want to guess what our uh, movie count is? You and me personally? Oof, I'm going to say 29. For me or for you? For me. Okay. It's actually 29 for me, 38 oh. for you. Oh. So. Oh, oh. oh I'm disturbed by we've, that. Oof. We've been All cranking. Right. And this uh, is episode like 28-ish, 29-ish. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Episode 28, movie 27? 26. Well, dep- well, it depends on how you count the ones that are just cameos. Well, yeah. And, anyway, what's new with you, Chris? nothing you know <laughs> we live together so we don't you know we get a lot get a lot of uh conversations about what's new um but you i did eat a string cheese and you weren't around for that so oh wow yeah. that's shocking <laughs> <laughs> real good content uh, here and ben's ben's just sitting here quietly backstage like like uh do you guys need me are you good you just gonna talk about string like, cheese the whole time? <laughs> he's just waiting all right so we do have a guest today um we are really excited to to have him on the podcast uh he is the co-founder of 2mb studios and union comedy and an all-around lovely guy welcome ben scuria yeah there he is thanks for having me on the show thanks for joining us um fun fact we originally had ben scheduled for a different movie uh called the unbearable weight of massive talent but Mm. that movie just didn't come out (laughs) now i assume that it's filmed and just on the shelf because of covid i guess so i don't know there's like not a lot of information about it out there but it was supposed to be released march 19th and just disappeared was it going to be a vod movie or was it going to be an in theaters movie it just disappeared oh this this could be one of the great cage mysteries i'm really I'm really looking forward to this one when it does come out, but uh, Ghost Rider will be a great alternative. Um, so, Ben, tell me a little bit about, well, first of all, what's going on with you? How's your weekend going? Weekend's going really well. It's been gorgeous here as well this weekend. So uh, I saw my mom earlier, you know, nice. had a little brunch over here for her outside. Uh, so that was nice. It was nice. Made a frittata, which always looks fancy, but it's like super easy. So it's a, there's a there's a little tip. What uh, ingredients did you put in your frittata? Uh, we made two frittatas. Uh, one was a basically like a Western omelet uh, frittata. So it had uh, ham and onion and pepper and uh, cheddar cheese. And the other one was 
asparagus, and Swiss cheese with pesto on top. Those both sound like really good frittatas. Man. Yeah, great. Yeah, wow. I, I kind of forgot that this is a was mother a Mother's Day episode, so uh, we can try to tie in any uh, Mother's Day themes that we find in this movie. It's gonna be hard. She's yeah, dead. Gonna be the, she's dead from the beginning. Yeah, there's mom, no mom. Just, there's no mom. And, and and we don't even. That's not even ever part of the plot or mentioned at all. Yeah, the the death that's more significant to him is his dad's. They don't even yeah. fucking care about yeah, the mom. Yeah, I kept waiting for the mom twist, right? For for because I was like, oh, they haven't even mentioned her. She must be like the big bad or something. Nope. <laughs> his mom is the big bad. Did they ever you say know. she died? You know, bigger than Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, the, it just turned out to be Satan. Did they? Did they ever say she died? No. They never... He just doesn't have a mom in the movie, right? Like it's just <laughs> there's just nothing. No, nothing. Oh, man. So uh, yeah, so I didn't pick this. I didn't schedule this one. I do try to schedule for holidays. <laughs> what uh, what is what is Father's Day this year? I wonder what we have scheduled for that one. I think it already happened, right? Father's Day is usually later than Mother's Day, oh, okay. right? Is Father's Day in June. Well, oh, man, we'll have to schedule sorry. something good. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> where's my i mean to be fair it's not like i had mother's day like on the schedule for months it was like or you know a couple weeks ago i was like oh mother's day is coming up somebody said so i figure a couple weeks before father's day somebody mentioned it is father's yeah, day you know. similar in that it always lands on a sunday is that how they do these things yeah oh okay gotcha so father's day this year we are going to be watching bringing out the dead ah. i don't know if you guys have seen that but does that have any dad issues probably themes? maybe is bringing out the dead the one where he's the emt driver yeah yes Oh, I've seen that once, like probably twenty years ago. So I can't, I can't remember. I've never seen that one. Does. I'm assuming that it's going to be a, like a, a dark comedy kind of situation. It is. It's a Scorsese, right? Uh, I think it's Scorsese. Is it funny though? It looks so serious from what I've seen of it, which is not much. Just the. Poster. I don't remember it being funny, but again, <laughs> twenty years, my taste has changed. <laughs> Yeah, so here's here's my question for you, Ben. So, what's your history with Nick Cage movies in general? Are you uh, have you seen a lot of them? A little? What what are your favorites? Yeah, I would say I've seen a a, a ton of Nick Cage movies. I, I wouldn't, you know. Nice. I, yeah, I I was looking through the list and I was like, yeah, I've seen a, a lot of these movies. Uh, and um, yeah, I like the the blockbusters are fine. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love The Rock. Uh, to me, The Rock is almost a perfect movie. Uh, I, I just love it so much. Um, I like Con Air quite a bit too, of course, but I think a lot of the the supporting cast on the ground is so bad. Like Cole Meany and John Cusack are so bad uh, that they taint that entire movie for me. Uh, um, but uh, my favorite is just when he gets like super weird. It's funny we were talking about Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, uh, I love Vampire's Kiss. I think it's like uh, a crazy good movie. Um, uh, I wish I had a list. I'm such a stoner in front of me now of like all his movies uh, because I'm like blanking. Uh, of course, Raising Arizona is uh, is a classic of his. Um, uh, oh man, what's the one? What's the one? Uh, oh boy, you know how I am, Meg. Uh, I I think the one that we we always kind of talk about for one of those weirdest ones was the one with uh the guy who did Twin Peaks. Why is my brain fried? Wild uh, at Heart. Yeah, oh, Wild, Wild at Heart, heart yeah, is amazing. In fact, Wild at Heart, I would argue, uh, it's it's a great Dave Lynch movie, right? I know people say it's like a not a great Dave Lynch movie. They put it lower on David Lynch's list, but what a great uh, creepy performance by by him and by uh. 
the woman who just keeps putting the lipstick on over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Fast Time to Ridgemont High. Valley Girl. Uh, oh, Valley Girl. Great. We that was that was actually one of our surprises. We neither of us had any idea about Valley Girl, and we came out of it. We were just like, "This is so charming." Valley Girl's great. Uh, it became uh, in high school. We had like a, "It's your friends, Julie. It's your fucking friends." Uh, <laughs> it was like a, a line among our friend group uh, of like his angst when he shows up at her house drunk and she won't answer the door. And that's really like, cool. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, all right so it seems like you got a lot of background this will be this will be a fun a fun uh situation yeah 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 um so let's let me give you guys a little speaking of background a little background on this movie uh just to get us oriented in the history of the world the history of cinema the history of Nicolas cage's career you know the big stuff like that um so this is 2007 um this movie was in development since 1992 if you can believe it um it went through a lot of different phases, a lot of different people attached to it, did not get made until 2007. Nicolas Cage was involved in the production and was set to be Ghostwriter since 2002. So there were, it just took a while to get made. A lot of shit went wrong, I guess. Um, some other people that they wanted to do Ghostwriter was Johnny Depp and Eric Bana. Bana? I don't know how to say his name. Yep. Uh, and, who ended, who ended uh, up playing the Hulk, right? Eric Bana, Eric Bana ended up playing the Hulk. He in, sure did. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to guess the budget for this movie, just real quick? I'm going to say 117 million. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say like 60 million. Uh, Chris is right, it's 110. Wow. So pretty high budget for the <laughs> level of CGI in this. What movie. did they spend this movie on money? They on? <laughs> literally they lit a man's skull on fire. Uh, and it was his skull, apparently. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the skull used yeah. the skull. It was like the scan of Nicolas Cage's skull. Wait, what? Yeah, it was yeah. actually his skull, like an oh. X-ray of his skull. We all know what Nick Cage's skull looks like now. I mean, that doesn't surprise. Me. That seems like something that you would just know. <laughs> but uh, so it, it was a huge box office success. It made two hundred twenty-eight million dollars uh, out of you know one ten. Um, and it was made written directed by a guy named Mark Steven Johnson, uh, who you may know from Grumpy Old Men. Oh. <laughs> as well as other movies that make more sense, like Jack that, Frost and Daredevil. I didn't understand why Jack Lemon was in this movie, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh let's let's give like a quick overview of the plot, uh just as we think about it. Uh, just, no no particular person needs to lead the charge on this. Uh, he's a motorcycle dude, a motorcycle stunt family, right? And uh, he makes a deal with the devil to save his dad from cancer. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, jokes on him, the dad dies the next day anyway. Somehow. <laughs> what a cruel twist. What a cruel twist. <laughs> he dies much somehow. More- <laughs> this is really a Father's stupid. Day movie, for sure. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah this is a Father's Day movie. So, yeah. uh, and then he basically spends the rest of the movie trying to die, uh, be, but the devil won't let him because he has a purpose for him, which is fighting off some demons who want a list of souls. And uh, so then Nicolas Cage fights off the demons and decides to stay as Ghost Rider. That's pretty what a good. summary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's that's the overview. That's it. Yeah. I didn't. So let's the stakes, dig in. The yeah. stakes of this. What are your movie? thoughts? All right, the stakes of this movie right off the bat. 
I know this is getting to kind of the end, but I just want to throw this out there. Doesn't matter. When I the, the when Sam Elliott comes out and that intro in the beginning is like, you know, uh, there's a a, a a contract worth a thousand evil souls. I'm like, all right, no, 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 do that, do that better. <laughs> I'll try. All right, the, the, I can't. Now I'm now I'm thinking about it too much. Anyway, there's a contract. Okay. Can you do it, Ben? Can you do it, Sam? Evil souls. Pretty good. Pretty Portable good. Ground. It's not. I can't really do them, but it's a growl. It's down. Give me some of that good sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. I did like to think that this was his same character from Tombstone. And and uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah it's the character. same cowboy. Oh, I love that idea. This immortal cowboy who yeah, used to work just... for the devil. Well, uh, <laughs> worked uh, in the bowling alley for a while. Chris, what's our what's our uh, Sam Elliott podcast called? Or Sam Elliott spin spin off podcast? Oh man. Oh fuck. Sam, as it ever was. Ah, that's really good. See, you're good at this. Wow. <laughs> but all right, so there's a contract with the devil for a thousand evil souls. And I'm just like, listen, this guy is the devil for the whole planet. There's way more than a thousand evil people out there. Like, what does this rinky-dink thing even matter? You know what I mean? <laughs> These thousand were the most evil souls on the planet we come to learn later. So like we learn that they were so important. These souls are so evil, so heinous that the Ghost Rider original would not give them to the devil. Mm -hmm. He was just like, uh, these souls are too evil. You're going to become too powerful. So he 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 rides away and, and outruns the devil. Where, where are the yes, souls he... in the meantime, though? They're trapped. <laughs> Stuck in... in that house, apparently. <laughs> They're trapped in those old buildings that no one ever built yeah. over. Yeah. And they can't come out until you say, I've got the scroll. <laughs> yeah. And then they come out. This is the contract. Yeah, that was uh, how he said. And then he gets, know if it was or not. He gets high. So like in, in this world, when you die, what happens? So like, you don't go to hell if you're evil. You just. You stay <laughs> in the last apartment you were renting. <laughs> your soul is trapped there until good or evil gets the contract of your soul. And then you can go, I guess, to some someone's some evil or good person's body. I imagine you is now for for those listening, this is the first of two prologues we're talking about here. This movie, <laughs> Nicolas Cage does not show up in this movie until sixteen minutes into the movie. <laughs> wow! And you're like, oh my god, this is too long without Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Like, it's that it's that prologue. And then, so it's the prologue of the guy running away from the devil, and then it's the prologue uh, of young uh, Johnny Blaze uh, yeah. and his father making the deal with the devil and the father dying. And then Johnny Blaze, there was a scene that I love. So he was in, in love with who I thought was Penelope Cruz at the time, and then she grew up to be Eva Mendez, and I was a little disappointed. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my favorite scene was when he's literally like, carving their initials into the tree and she's next to him watching him do this and he finishes and he turns to her and she's like i'm gonna leave <laughs> and i was like you could have told him that before you carved your name into the tree because she uh, has to move away or something and then her daddy doesn't like carnies oh yeah filthy carnies mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. he's he's carny folk that don't ever move because she's moving away but carnivals in essence move around they aren't a thing that just stays in one place. So he would be the one who'd be constantly moving. And be so, like, gotta go. Carnival's leaving town. Yeah. But, so like, yeah. did they just meet this one summer? Is this what they had? 
Also, it was like a magical summer that somehow took place in the 50s, even though 20 years later it was the 90s or whatever. I was like, when? Yeah. When I was this prologue? I, I don't know how old. So I thought that Nick Cage was playing a 27-year-old because they say he's 17 <laughs> uh, when he meets her. And then right. I, I, for some reason, I thought she said at some point 10 years had gone by since they saw each other. I guess it could be 20 years and they're both in their late 30s, but no, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. time wise, I'm not exactly sure what the hell happened there. The math I, doesn't check out. I buy that a lot more, though. I think 20 years makes a lot more sense. So they haven't seen each other in fucking 20 years. Yeah. And like he never even checks her on Facebook or anything. It's 2007. Facebook's no, no. This was wild because he has. He's like, he's watched her on the news. He says. He says to her when they like. He's like, I've been watching you on the news, and I was like, what? Anyway, uh, he's like, I hear yeah, you almost she grows got married up into a newscaster. Yeah, and he knows that she almost got married. And he's like, she's yeah. like, that didn't happen. She's like, yeah, he's been like checking her all out. Well, she grows up to be a newscaster and doesn't reveal herself to him. Until he's about to try to jump over six helicopters with their blades moving oh, uh, on a hundred uh, yard field. Donnell Logue, awesome actor. So this movie has so many great- It really does. Like B-list actors. And I mean that in the best possible way, like her character actors, right? Donnell Logue is so good. Uh, and he tries to, he convinces Nicolas Cage. He's like, don't put cars there. You're going to kill yourself. And Nicolas Cage is like, you're right. By the way, when they're having this conversation- this is the first time, the, the first like Nicolas Cage choice of the movie uh, was when he was watching Monkey Kung Fu. Okay, uh, I have the all clip. All right, let's talk about this. I have this. the clip. Just, let's watch the clip first, because this is... <laughs> this is like oh, sheer dude. Elvis or... Also, he's drinking fucking jelly beans out of a martini he's glass. drinking jelly beans out of a martini glass. Oh my These God. Are, all right, yeah, let's watch the clip and then we'll recap. <laughs> <laughs> It's about you jumping on the anniversary of your dad's accident. Can I, can I just turn this music off for a minute? This jump, man. We... Mac, you touch the carpenters or that chimp video again, and we got a scrap on our hands. This jump is nuts. So, so his personality trait that you know Nicholas Cage is out of at least half of this is he's a childlike guy who loves um, monkeys, like 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 gorillas, monkeys, etc. This comes up a few times. Thinks they're hilarious. Doesn't drink, so he has jelly beans in a martini glass, and also loves the carpenters. Loves the carpenters. Yeah, yeah. The carpenters he, uh, come up multiple times in the movie, which is kind of amazing. This uh, is some Mad Libs shit. <laughs> Well, I character choices. You well, can let's, just tell it's him like trying to to do something with it. Well, let's put let's take that. Let's try to put ourselves in his head and like why is he doing this? And the Well, I can tell you that from the interviews I saw, they they thought, okay, well, you know, like you could make Johnny Blazes as a John. Is it Blaze or Johnny Blazes? Blaze. Blaze. Johnny so Blaze. Johnny Blazes is someone from Somerville. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's somebody else. Like an actual uh, someone, person. Someone who taught Chris some circus stuff at yes. some point. That is yes. actually oh, no. true. Um, okay. Uh, so he's he thinks like, okay, you can make Johnny Blaze as this like badass smoking guy who's, you know, hates the world and is so tortured. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go a different direction and just make it. He's avoiding this. Like he's just, 
He knows that he's uh, the devil owns his soul and he's just going to do everything he can to distract himself. And also just to like, you know, that, that also this, this doesn't really fill the fact like, like he's trying to kill himself for most of the movie before the devil like quit. he he is just literally just trying to, this is like some groundhog day like trying to die in those, different creative ways those aren't jelly beans those are assorted pills <laughs> now are we led to believe do you think that because the first time you see him attempt this jump yet yeah, he like his neck lands on his tire and like you're like this dude's dead he slams into the thing his face mask explodes from the impact and then he's fine which by the way baddest like what a great intro from nicholas cage absolutely the first time you see him was him jumping across that and, and falling yeah. and dying. uh but then yeah are we supposed to believe you think that the devil i i thought the devil was like keeping him alive basically but then the devil specifically says later he's like i wasn't doing anything <laughs> and you're like really or was that a, like a, a lie from the day could have been a devilish lie i mean the devil lies Peter Fonda, another great. Uh, yeah, uh, there's some uh, big actors, actor. big actors in this in this fucking movie. Uh, uh, yeah, and he he he's trying to kill himself, and he, you know, uh, he, he jumps like clear across whatever it was like 17 billion Mack trucks or whatever, right? <laughs> and shatters his head. Uh, and then like what's what's so there was an extended scene because there's an extended version of this movie where the, the where he's walking away. And everyone makes a bigger deal of it, which I think was missing from this movie. Like he's walking away from the accident, and people are like, "What the fuck's going on here? Like this isn't natural, you know." And like, and they're 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 picking up and carrying him out. And then you know that scene in the in the truck in the the bus where they're all like, "Yeah, they're that all makes looking more at sense him." Then. Yeah, like that makes more sense. Instead, they were all just like joking around. And then suddenly they they shift the mood, and everyone in the bus looks at him like, "What's up with this dude?" I thought that I thought that it's, it all got muddled uh, when when the devil goes no it was all you too like that just like why even do that like it, why have him lie I don't know it was just a strange choice yeah yeah but anyway so he does he does uh, eventually uh, uh, except he so he doesn't die like ever really right uh, the devil just sort of turns him. Well, before we get to the turning right, point, yeah, let's yeah. let's introduce the villains because I think that's where where uh, where we we go to this point. We we get we introduce Nicolas Cage's character. We get his deal. Yes, which, which yeah. no 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 Wes Bentley, another great B B B actor. Wes, Wes, Wes Bentley. Bentley. Uh, we uh, we show up. Wes Bentley is introduced also in a great way, just kind of in the middle of the desert with a jump scare. Oh yeah, he's just walking out the desert and he's like ah, like I don't know where his face. <laughs> and then he goes to a fucking random ass bar, biker bar, biker bar for no reason. It was a ter- to me. It was such like a Terminator month, like homage, <laughs> uh, right? For no reason, but like that's what it reminded me of. Like this dude showing up at a biker bar and just like wrecking shit. I guess just killing them all. That's killing everybody. The, the demons were hiding in the biker bar. I guess like those three guys. Oh, was he? Maybe that's why he was there was to collect his buddies. The the elemental demons. We got dust dude. We got wet dude. And, and we got dude. yeah, windy dread boy is what I what I wrote down. Soggy boy. Soggy boy. <laughs> and Meg said this during the, the movie, like, imagine being that poor actor who played Soggy Boy. <laughs> I would also like right now, can we can we can you explain me if I'm wrong? 
he he didn't even take out Soggy Boy or he took At out Wind. He took out Wind Guy, but I don't, like did he even take out the other two? Or they did were he just so, that they they were so quick and so like easy for him to do that you forget he did it. Like the Earth Guy, all he did was hit him with the chain once, and the guy just died. That's right. That's just yeah. I have that clip. I have that clip too of him killing the Earth Guy. <laughs> is it too soon for that, Meg? No, oh, fuck it. All right, this is him killing the Earth Guy. Dirtbag. Dirtbag. Dirt <laughs> so this is yeah, this is semi the beginning, sorry. not the beginning of the movie. All out of mercy. He's like, sorry, all out of mercy. I just thought this was like so corny, you know. And then he kills the guy with the chain. It's like, hey, dirtbag. <laughs> I thought one of the biggest flaws of the movie, and it had to have been a decision that they made somewhere along the way, was having Ghost Rider's voice be so different that I actually didn't think it was Nicolas Cage doing it. Right. Like, it, it sounded such a gravelly and still like this. And I was like, you had Nicolas Cage. He could have... I would have loved to hear him talking like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like let him go cage when he's when he's the uh, Ghost Rider. Well, he. Uh, I think too. I think maybe they did that because, like, I think the Ghost Rider is supposed to be like a separate presence from Nick Cage. Like, it's something inhabiting his body. So maybe they were like trying to. You know, yeah, because he wakes up and he's like, what, what, after what he, happened? yeah. Like, like after his first uh, Ghost Rider time, it's like like he's like a were skeleton, you know. <laughs> a were skeleton because <laughs> it comes out at night. Um, yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, so we meet our villains, uh, and then we reunite with uh, uh, Eva Mendez and uh, Nicholas Cage after all these years, and he says the line, "You still like I tell you." <laughs> I wrote that down too. I spelled Italian E Y E Italian. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I did think that was such a messed up time. Uh uh and then how did she think that the interview like she expected to give like a normal interview? Like, and he was, was gonna like, Yeah. Yeah, like 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 he knows who she is, she knows who he is. Like of course they're gonna be like, What the fuck? You left me under a tree. Yeah, you like, know. She she locked and loaded some real like passive aggression into this fucking meeting. Like <laughs> she's just like, guess who, motherfucker? Here I am to interview you. I mean, uh, isn't that a fantasy we've all had though? Like somebody like ghosted us, and we're like, oh, I'm gonna show up twenty years later. Ghosted us. Uh, he rode oh, away. What? He was a ghost rider. <laughs> Can we talk about something though? This is no. I'm jumping. Nothing. All right, never mind. No, she, all right, this is jumping ahead a, a little bit. Can we talk about how she fucking pulled a magic eight ball out when she was waiting for him at the restaurant? Oh my god, my favorite little part of the movie. Like, never Why mentioned did she again. Have it? Yeah, does what? she just take that on? And she, because mm. they yeah. don't offer any character development for her at all. So like, that's the one thing you're like, oh, a quirk. And that's it. That's all she gets in the whole fucking movie. She sort of got that whole scene. So, so to jump ahead just a, a little bit, yeah. So, let's put that in context. He he finished. He he does the interview, does the jump, makes it, and then 
rides out of the stadium to chase down Eva Mendez, who uh, left because she doesn't watch him jump. And he jumps. So he's like, oh, I'm going to move the cars. Helicopters come down. When did he have time to get arrange those military helicopters? If he has those kind of resources, he should be using those powers to fight the, de- the demons. He doesn't need the skull. If he just summoned military choppers, whatever he wants them. Jeez. I don't think it's a magic thing, Chris. I think he just made some calls. He could be making some calls to defeat the devil. <laughs> I think the devil versus the military helicopters. I'm I'm on the side of the devil. On side devil, team devil. I want to yeah, see that devil. movie though. Wouldn't you want to see that movie? It the, would be real short. The army I mean, versus the, devil. the army versus the devil. Like just the like the entire <laughs> army. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I wonder if anyone's made a. If there's a movie that's a variety. Of oh, that. like twenty, like like a modern day futuristic crusades where like except like not you know the bad stuff. But like it's like a holy. The guys are fighting evil. I don't know. Never mind. I feel like some Christian uh, uh, production companies had to have made that movie. Yeah, really bad. If not, <laughs> if not we should get on it. We should get on making that. And it's uh, <laughs> so he rides up to Eva Mendes, and then, and one of my favorites of the movie just does some motorcycle tricks. It's just doing like a front wheelie. <laughs> he's like he's like harassing the driver because she's not driving, and he's he's like trying to get the guy to pull over. Just being like, hey, Stuart. what's up? What's your name? <laughs> no helmet. Stuart. And he's like, hey, uh, come on, let me pull you into my suicidal nightmare life. Because <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, me ghosting you before didn't damage you enough. You turned out okay. So I got to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he, he pulls in front of the car and then the car just stops, which is, I believe, the devil's doing because he's not allowed to die, right? But like, but the devil said no. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. He's really tormenting her. I mean, he should he should stay the fuck away. Especially if you know that your like soul is owned by the devil and he's gonna call on you at some day time time to do that. Like, don't like you know go yeah. after your teenage girl your yeah, he, girlfriend. From he gets kids. like so like stupid because he like he puts in all this effort to get in that date, and then like immediately after the date, I guess I guess in between then he has the whole ghost rider moment. All right, that's what right. That's when mind. he he's like okay. he's like. He's going to go to the date. He's all ready to go. And then he just happens to turn into Ghost Rider. Yeah. So I was going to say the timeline there is super fuzzy because by the time he does that, he is already very late. Yeah. She's been like, waiting for a I while. Think the movie, yeah, it makes you believe that like at 8 p.m. is when she shakes the thing. And then it cuts to him and he's still looking in he's the still mirror. Ready. He's still getting ready. He's still getting ready. And I was like, dude, it is eight o'clock. You need to get there. She told you specifically, don't be late. Oh, uh, God. And uh, and yeah, and then Eva Mendez, they sort of treat her like shit in that scene. I'm not a huge Eva Mendez fan. I didn't think she was a great actress. Uh, uh, but she's like, she just sits there waiting. And then she like dumps a bunch of wine into her glass. And then she asks the waiter if she's pretty. And the waiter's like, Eh, uh, uh, which so felt rude. like a really mean response. That was I think she's a very attractive woman. You know, that's, yeah. no doubt about that. She's uh, also like, all right, I think what happened in that scene, my impression is they had, they uh, improvised a lot of that because they were probably like, you're waiting at the restaurant. Let's just do a bunch of, a bunch of funny things. And like, maybe that's where the eight ball came from. And, you know, that's where that. You don't really improvise a real eight ball, though, that you have to have that hand. I know, but like, that's the kind of thing they might just have sitting around. <laughs> maybe like, she was just like. Eight ball. She's like, give me an eight ball. Or she's just she's like, like she pulled oh, out like I'll an object for just... eight ball and they were like oh that's funny we'll, we'll get you a real <laughs> but like that again. whole like am i pretty she's like he's like well you've had too much to drink now so 
uh maybe you're just gonna like kind of flirt with the waiter or you're gonna do something weird and and they like i don't know that's why it felt it felt like really uncharacteristic and maybe they didn't even write that stuff they just kind of threw in i hear that for sure yeah and how do you guys uh ben have you seen um bad lieutenant port of call new orleans uh, i have not seen bad lieutenant port of call new orleans Oh, that's when you got us. If you that is that that'll check all your boxes for crazy cage movies. Yeah, Cage oh and Eva Mendes are also uh, love yeah, interest in that film. So it's a, a double Cage Mendes thing. Oh, and, yeah, right. actually, weirdly believable. Yes, because the movie is so crazy. Like the way in which they're crazy kind of makes sense. One well, like there's a lot of Cage movies that are just really terrible love stories and that was one that I didn't hate as much as the other ones. Yeah, like literally I've never enjoyed Cage as a couple with anybody except for Wild at Heart and and uh uh Port of Cold New Orleans. And oh, you I got to see Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, Honeymoon in yeah. Vegas. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one in years. That, that's a good one. SJP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'll have to check that out. All right. Well, we'll oh. reach out to Michelle. We'll get scheduled for that one. All right. So we uh, we've got this whole transformation scene, Chris. I think we have a clip. Oh right? yeah, this is like one of the few crazy cage moments in the movie. Yep. Yep. This and when he I, I couldn't get it because there's nipples in the scene, but uh, when he <laughs> he's looking in the mirror making the crazy faces. Talk about face off. Yeah, true. Face came off. <laughs> CGI is so bad. MRI oh. of his head. I, I. So like, what he said about this movie is that the they original. So I guess it's. A, I didn't know it had been developing for so long. But what he said was that. Uh, there was an R-rated version of this, and that's the one they wanted to make, but they didn't let them make it. So, I bet this could have been a good R-rated movie. You you can see that. Not to like, I know at the end we'll sort of give our our our, our bigger thoughts on the film, but there was a good film to me in this movie, and it just never got fully unlocked. Unlocking the cage. There you go. Mm-hmm. They never they never fully allowed him to go full crazy and i was like more crazy would have really helped this movie <laughs> and which i think is what they attempted to do with the second one but i think they didn't have the same resources and budget and all that good stuff mm. but they, we could, I, i'm legit looking forward to seeing the second one i just want to see uh, what they do with it the mcu i think could have been completely different if this movie had been an R, because this was the year before Iron Man, uh, it could have started the MCU in a whole different way. If this was right, because like, yeah, this movie narrowly avoided being part of the MCU. It's just, just it's the movie yeah, before the whole, or uh, sorry, Iron Man, and then the Hulk came right after, and like Iron Man on made it in the MCU, and this one didn't, just because of the, I think, I don't know why, but was this because well, this one and Blade? I sort of feel like are are not only just the early ones, but also. Yeah, like the horror comics, right? Like the comics, I feel like mm-hmm. never got quite the same uh, prestige as like the the face comics, right? The Avengers, the Fantastic Four. Maybe because maybe because horror has like less of a wide audience. Yeah, might be my guess. Be my guess. And I think they're... if you're gonna do it horror, you're gonna make it scary. Less people are gonna watch it. They're gonna uh, bring Rob. They're gonna bring him back right now uh, into in the MCU, I believe, as Robbie Reyes or whatever. Ghost Rider. Yes, yeah. they're bringing him back as a new character altogether, yeah. or as a new 
uh, thing, which is a bummer they didn't still go with Kai. I understand he's probably too old to Nicholas Cage, but it would have been great. They it could just great. youngify him. They youngify everybody else. <laughs> I mean, there's already he's already mostly CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he starts riding his bike and it wrecks the city. It oh my not- god! Yeah. <laughs> I did like, I feel like in classic Marvel fashion, they did have a couple scenes where they were just like, wow, this is really fucked up. Who did all this? Like, who exploded downtown? Not a, yeah. oh, no, no Stan Lee cameo. No Stan Lee cameo. Oh, mm. that was perfect. He could have been just like, ah, my hot dog cart or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. Uh, uh. It's one of the uh, one of the few movies that he did not appear. He had no involvement in making this movie whatsoever. Wow, and he he's driving up the side of buildings. He's just just cutting a hole in, and then he drives on water. <laughs> that I think was supposed to be really cool. <laughs> like they set that up as like so we're we're jumping out a little bit. That's fine, but they set it up as like the the set piece right like he's on top of the bridge oh and then he just like scoots down down the side of this like pillar into the water and then like oh we lost he flips him off because the police don't have boats obviously (laughs) but he flips him off even helicopters would work in this situation well he had already gotten the helicopter guy oh yeah go away that weird little mini he helicopter. Goes, You're fight pissing thing. me off. And then the guy's like, all right, see ya. <laughs> um, the oh god, there's something here. Yeah, so oh, so when he first shows up with the the motorcycle, uh, that's a big uh a little bit of raising Arizona there because we have a another fire motorcycle demon thing. Mm. Right? Oh, he became the bad guy from raising Arizona, basically. Yeah. Also, something Chris and I were talking about when we were watching this, Ben, have you seen Mandy? Yes. How yes. fucking awesome would it be if like this movie was made like Mandy? Like this is this is such a, a metal character. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. There were so many and like Peter Fonda's such a weirdo, but he never got to like un- like yeah. He, I'm I, yeah, you can tell he was just phoning it in and it's a bummer because there were scenes between he and Nicolas Cage where I was just like that could have been the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life with those two. Uh, but, but Peter Fonda literally was just reading his dialogue. Like he was just like, I don't know. I thought it was a very flat performance on his part. And I thought they added too many villains. Like I thought too, like you could have just had a movie that was Peter Fonda and Nick Cage and that was it. And he's just fighting the devil the whole friggin' movie. It doesn't even have to happen. Well, Peter Fund is not going to be doing, like, stunt action sequences. Oh, yeah, I know, but, like, the devil's... (laughs) They needed a younger guy to do that. (laughs) Well, They they needed a younger guy with three elemental Australian friends. (laughs) (laughs) The fights, though, like, were all CGI. There wasn't a single, like, real punch thrown. Like, nobody did an actual stunt in this movie. I mean, except for Nick Cage. I think he probably had a few stunts he actually did, but... He also is supposed to, like, take out evil people but the only people you see him really uh, like take out are like street punks yeah or the devil and his people like there's no like he doesn't go after bankers or corporate ceos or yeah no. so so he, he he intervenes with this this uh, woman who's getting her purse stolen and then just rebel like, wilson rebel wilson took me so long to figure out that it was her until she started talking and i was like oh yeah that's <laughs> and that's that's uh another uh this is her first movie and she- uh this she movie does, was shot in Australia, so it explains a lot. She does not react to the fact that his head is on fire either. 
But she's like, thank you. I love her in this movie. It is a really funny, mm. stupid bit part. <laughs> she's just like, yeah. And but the camera. The guy, um, yeah, the guy, she, the guy who's attacking her. Right. So he just fucking murders the dude. And you're just like, well, that seems like a pretty harsh reaction to someone stealing a purse. But then it turns out he can see his past and he can see that he's done all these awful things. And also and he, he shows the he shows the guy his own evils. And like that's what I think that's what ends up like that's his power. He's like, I will show you all the evil things you've done and you'll feel the pain of all the souls that you've like tainted. It's not uh, well explained. I don't know what's going on too, because the guy his eyes have turned into charcoals, but then he blinks. When he hits the ground, he blinks very clearly as a close-up. It wasn't like not meant. He, he close-up blinks. Like doesn't close his eyes. He just gives it a blink. So I don't. Is he still alive? Is he just like a comatose? Maybe they. Yeah. Could they not show like was it PG thirteen? They're like we had to like leave it open. Yeah, that he's we still alive. Kill him, right? That's that's that to me was like the real down downfall of this movie is not going over the edge there. And yeah. also, it was before the real antihero movie was a thing. So he could have been like one of the first like anti-hero, like kind of like, you know, in this trend of anti-heroes, like the real anti-hero back then was like Wolverine was like the anti-hero. And it's like, you know, but as a counterpoint, I maybe it's just because this is early example, but like I feel so sick of movies where I'm like, oh, this guy is dark and tortured. And like, so he is, you know, cruel to everyone around him and he's and he's mean. Like, I, I thought it was refreshing that he was just really into like some monkey YouTube videos and jelly beans. Like, I thought that was kind of nice. <laughs> uh, that, I love uh, the character. It's so funny that it's or you can tell right that it's early and it suffers from a, from a little bit of those all of those early marvel films where they don't quite know what their tone is trying to be right it's mm -hmm. like is it serious this movie had a lot of like serious music that i think in the later ones become more action music right uh that sort of just drives the scenes instead of trying to give like drama there was a lot of like swelling music in this and i was like this doesn't need this it's this is a ridiculous movie about like a hell rider you know what i mean uh and when it played into that i thought it did its best work and was its most entertaining film right yeah i agree yeah and they could have done without the um i think they could have even done without the eva mendez uh character they could have done a, a, something different or like it just it's just the whole pro, uh thing with his father dying and, and him him signing the contract devil because of his father i mean that could have stood on its own and then you could have just had him be a person who was afraid to make connections and then suddenly somehow someone enters his life and you know then he becomes vulnerable because of that like instead of it being like oh it's this person from the past who comes back because it just adds all this other crap that you're just not you know yeah you have to yeah. suspend a lot of stuff. Also, also yeah, also, go ahead, Meg. Whoa. No, I was just say also he's shitty to her. Go ahead. What yeah. say? I was just gonna say also, yeah, like like he's doing that, and then Wes Bentley's not really doing anything. He's just like walking around looking for the soul, but he's not he doesn't really know where it is. So like <laughs> he just keeps asking people and then killing them when they don't know. Uh and you're like, all right. And then it's nowhere near where he like turns out. There's Spoiler alert, everybody. Sam Elliott's had the whole time, right? Uh, yeah. Well, so let's let's talk about Sam Elliott's character. So he's kind of saves yeah. Nicolas Cage after his first real wild Ghost Rider night. Gives him four drinks of water, and just <laughs> says a bunch of wise Sam Elliott shit. You're the Ghost Rider. Tells him the story. 
and it's we know from quickly, the intro what it's, it's great how quickly nicholas cage sort of like he gets on board yeah yeah he's like walking away and then he says that and he's like okay you're right yeah i know that's because it happened to him yeah he's like congratulations your chances just went from zero to slim or something like that <laughs> and uh, say, there's an extended scene where blackheart or uh the actor's name i keep forgetting west bentley, west bentley goes to the graveyard to try to find the contract uh, oh yeah, because he's like, you gotta, you gotta watch out, because he's gonna come to the graveyard. But the graveyard is hollowed ground, so we can't come to the graveyard. Well, him and the demons just walk right onto the graveyard. There's also a scene where Blackheart goes visit, goes and visits a priest in a church, which was in the movie, which made no sense. So like, I guess they can go on hollowed ground. I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, he he's beating up Sam Elliott, right? He's kicking him on the ground. I I guess a demon's just gonna kick you on the ground. That's what they're gonna do. <laughs> Uh, but after blackhearting everybody else, yeah, he blackhearts people, but for some reason, he's gonna just kick Sam Elliott. And he has Sam Elliott's shovel and he's about to hit him with it. And he's like, nah, and he just literally throws the shovel away. <laughs> this, like, is this, was it, this was this was this a scene I missed or is this a deleted this scene? This is in a deleted scene, yeah. He's oh, like, okay. It's like, oh, he had the contract in his hand, but he threw it away. But they got rid of that scene. Um, so yeah, so we got a lot of shit. We missed a clip, Chris, when he uh, is learning to harness the power of his fire. Oh, throw yes. that one in. This was this also is, a very cagey scene. This is after he's learned that he's the ghost rider, but he doesn't know how to control it. Those can gain control of the possessing spirit through concentration on and manipulation of. How many films would give you a montage here of him training and trying to do this, and he does it the first time? <laughs> You could see the phoenix. The fire I think that's a phoenix in the window. What? Give me control. That's like a religious thing. Spirit. Yeah, it's like an angel or something. Oh, I thought it was like a I'm phoenix. Mary. Oh, it's working. And there you go. Instantly mastering his abilities. Can we uh, use this opportunity to talk about his wig? <laughs> we sure can. Uh, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, well, he's, they tried to give him the same hair as this kid who, who was 17 and looked nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, apparently, God. it took three hours to put the wig on every day, which seems like a lot. Yeah. Like, are they doing like individual strands? Yeah. <laughs> insane. For that bad of a wig. For like, that wig. Yeah. yeah. You think three hours would be, uh, he would look a lot better, but no. But no. Speaking, speaking of his appearance, apparently there were rumors that his abs were CGI'd in, but the uh, director said that was not true on his DVD. <laughs> so, so not, I guess the rumors were big enough that the director had to address it on the DVD audio commentary. Yeah, that's some ripped ass abs that Cage had in this movie. It was crazy. Yeah, that's like some Con Air abs. I don't he's cut. This is, you know, more than 10 years after Conair. He was crunching between takes. Just. Just. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sam Elliott, basically, again, Sam Elliott gives you the entire plot at the beginning of the movie. And then again in the middle. And then he gives you again the entire plot in the middle of the movie. And you're like, thanks, Sam Elliott. Like, um, so they like eventually he eventually reveals that Sam Elliott is the original Ghost Rider who we talked about in the beginning which based on economy of characters and also the fact that he knows everything it's pretty clear ahead of time 
and they like go off on a little journey through the the desert together one on a horse and one on a motorcycle yeah you guys look up uh look up the, the painting ghost rider by david mann uh it's a uh a, a painting a relatively famous painting of a uh, man on a motorcycle hanging out with a man on a horse and uh they recreate that in this movie as a tribute to it oh. i was gonna say is elva caro is our friend has a winery or his parents have a winery called elva caro and i think yeah. it's like a uh, their their symbol is a like a ghost rider type guy Maybe like El Vaquero is like the Spanish name. Was this movie called El Vaquero in in, in Spanish release? That would be interesting no. to find out. I don't know. All right, I didn't know if there's some kind of legend. Vaquero <laughs> uh, is a, a cowboy. It just means El cowboy. just means cowboy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay, just a ghost there cowboy. You know. But uh, you're probably right that Danny Prakaski's family is deeply entwined with the legend of the Ghost Rider. The ghost Rider. <laughs> that's why their winery is named. Oh, it. maybe Can that's why. Can we talk about how this movie keeps trying to have like like comic book moments that are like summer fun moments, but it keeps botching them a little bit. Like early on, he's riding and they they, they set it up. Like there's a cop sitting there with like a, a, a radar gun. Uh, oh yeah, and it's like really fast. Slows past the cop and they don't have 666 on the radar uh, gun. Right? Uh, like, I was like, okay, strike one, right? Uh, uh, that's a gimme. You remember it was, when- was right there. It was right there. And then later on in the movie, they do try to do something fun and make it weird too. When he's riding up the building, they've got a window washer washing the inside of the window. At night. At night. But he's like, just sit. The, but he looks like an outside window washer. But he's just doing the inside so that <laughs> luckily this cage can split the window. He freaks out. But <laughs> it just was such a weird moment. What's that, great? That was. That whole moment was seen. That whole scene was weird. When he when he starts riding down the building, I was like, like, you know, you don't need to ride down. Gravity will do the job. <laughs> like, jump off. Just, just jump, jump off. You're the like an immortal demon man. Like you could just jump off the side of the building with your motorcycle, you know? Yeah, but it'd be cooler. Just ride down. You wrecked a lot of stuff in that movie. You wrecked He's, so like, much stuff. Destroyed that building. Do you remember then, oh, sorry? Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no you go. I was just saying, on top of that building, that's when he fire lassoed that dude. That was that right. was cool as hell. Yeah, you can't I catch the I, wind. My, I, I vaguely remember this, but my notes say he makes a chain fire tornado and then five exclamation points. So I guess that was cool. I don't really remember it that well though. If yeah, what if he yeah. had, he found a chain and that became his primary weapon? Like, what if he had found something else? Like that doesn't like, dude. There's other weapons in the world. Like, why did you just pick up a random chain at some point? You're using it for the rest of the movie. Come on. Well, at the end, he uses a shotgun. You're like, hey, you could have used that earlier. Yeah, I know. You could have just picked up, like, a lot of guns and devilified mm-hmm. them and just been lighting people up. But no. No. Just chain. Just a chain. Yeah. So let's let's get to the finale, the final confrontation. Well, before we're in. we close this yes. out, there's something we missed. We got to go back on. The dad's Take death. Us back. Take when us the back. dad dies. Oh, my God. It's so Chris, stupid. Thank you. It's so stupid. We had to rewatch this because I was like, what just happened? So he he's so the dad the dad has been saved from uh, his lung cancer, and he goes to do a stunt where he goes up a ramp, and then apparently at the top of the ramp, before falling off the ramp, he just topples over sideways on his motorcycle, and then everything around him explodes. No, the devil does that, right? 
but like, like what, what was there to happen in the physical world yeah, like what like how did he lose control of his motorcycle he was literally going over like a slight i don't even think there was a jump i think he was just going through the flaming hoop over a flat surface no, I think literally the devil like did it. I think because they, they cut to him like watching right. in the door. And I figured he just was like, like, you uh-huh. know, uh, knocked him over the same way he knocked over Nicolas Cage then like five minutes later. Oh, so you think the devil was just like, I'm just going to murder his dad. I do. But just in a, in a weird way, though. It's like it's like in the world where they don't know that the devil exists. What do the people outside think just happened? You know, like he just fell over. Well, yeah, like he, he had an accident on his bike and he fell into the fire is Jeez. what I assumed. Okay, man. Uh, uh, also that dad got his cancer results back real quick. The morning real quick. Like, he went to the doctor that morning. <laughs> and he's like, you're fine. Like, wait, how would they know that? Don't they need <laughs> blood work? Like what's going on here? Uh, uh, so now that you brought this up. I've got a weird theory. Uh, tell me what you think. So his dad dies and he freaks out and he leaves uh, uh, her, right? And he's driving off alone. And then he gets bucked off of his bike, right? He like slams down into the pavement and the devil shows up and is like, I'll see you later, whatever. Remember this? Yeah. yeah. What if he actually died when he slammed his head into the ground? Ah, a uh, classic. He was dead all along. Yeah, and the devil was just like so. Every time he was trying to kill himself, he couldn't because he was already dead. He's already the devil in hell. Was just like using him. The devil was just keeping his soul on earth because he was going to use him as a as a rider whenever he needed him. Oh, so he was dead the whole movie. Like he maybe like people, people thought he was people thought he was alive, but he was always a demon. Is what right. you're saying? He didn't even know he was a demon. Oh, or maybe so- it was all a fantasy as he lay dying on the side of the road as a teenage boy. Oh man. Or this is purgatory. Yeah. What, Chris? It's purgatory. And he has to fight. This is what happens when no one has your soul on a little notepad or whatever. <laughs> you live forever in a simulation. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a he's on a cot dying in Vietnam. It's yeah, it's Vietnam. It's uh what's a, and, what movie is that? The Jacob's Ladder. And then you pan, you oh, pan man. out, you pan out and you go over to his like shoulder and there's like a tattoo of a flaming skull. Fade Thank black. you for this transition because I have a great trivia thing relating to this. Nicolas Cage has a very large, obvious tattoo of Ghost Rider on his arm, flaming skull that they had to cover up to make this movie. That's hilarious. That's how much he wanted to be Ghost Rider. He like pushed really, really hard to be Ghost Rider because he's obviously a huge comic book nerd, as we've talked about many times. I kind of feel bad for Cage because he could a he could have done a really really good job at a really like dark anti-hero R-rated movie. He could have done a great job at it, and yeah, yeah. I would argue that Nicolas Cage has been one of the people who most deserved to have a good superhero franchise, and he never got it. Yeah, he certainly was and, committed enough. <laughs> well, there were early talks of him playing Superman at some point. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. We we dug into that uh, on our episode with uh, with Nate Lopez. We. Uh, we we watched a couple of clips from him his screen tests and that stuff. Screen? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. The story is crazy. Uh, no, I wanted this to. I wanted. I, I kept waiting for him to go full Nicholas because when he did, man, right. this movie was fun. Yeah. This this movie was real fun when he did. So let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Let's take it to the final confrontation. Uh, <laughs> let's let's play. Uh, Chris, Chris, can we play my favorite clip of the whole movie? Yeah. Spoiler. The thing alert. I've been. Yeah, this is when Wes Bentley is possessed by all the souls. (laughs) 
I've been saying this to Chris so many times. My name is Legion. Name is Legion? <laughs> and I got something at the tail end here. Just because this is so corny. Oh, it's so dark. Here you go. I gotta get into the shadows. I gotta end this. Why? Why you? It's been me since the day I made the deal. I'm the only one who can walk in both worlds. <laughs> I'm Ghost Rider. <laughs> I just like that moment. Was I'm Ghost Rider. I can only walk between both worlds. Uh, I'm Ghost Rider. My name is Legion. <laughs> for we are many. Uh, I don't. I'm sure you don't have the clip. But when when they first arrived there, they do this weird. The movie is shot and edited pretty normally, and then there's this weird eye close up thing that happens when he shows up at the end, and it's fucking bizarre. You get like a super close up just of Wes Bentley's eyes, and then a super close up of Nicolas Cage's eyes. And and you're like, what is going on? They cut to it a couple times. That was straight out of a spaghetti western with a standoff. Yeah, that's what they would do. Like, -na -na, -na -na, like right in the guy's eyes. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that we've had this in the movie, though, because when we transition from kid cage to adult cage, that's how they do it: is they have a close up on the kid's eyes, then turns into well, the this was a, a dramatic close up, like to like you know when they see each. It was almost it felt like a like a, a foreign film for a moment. Yeah, it, 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 it like, was. It was in Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's from Australia. That's it's true. an Australian movie. <laughs> or at least it was shot in Australia. Uh, no, that's but it why... felt like manga. It felt like, uh, you know, it, yeah. Like, it oh! real, yeah, feel to it. I looked up the uh, the actors for the three elemental dudes because I was like, I've never seen these guys before, but they're all Australian. That's why I guess they never. Did they had... end up doing anything else? Are there other credits? Probably, the but not as they were. They were, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we've wrapped this up. He decides to uh, stay the Ghost Rider. He defeats the he defeats Dark Dark Face, Dark Lord, Dark Dark Heart, Blackheart, Blackheart, Dark Dark Face. Sorry, sorry. Edit that out, Chris. Go back. I mean, he did. He did at the end. I mean, that's the worst of all. That's the worst of all enemies. So really, uh... he had a dark face at the end, though he really did. So you could have called uh... him that. Oh. God, so no. he defeats he defeats Wes Bentley and uh, he splatters the souls. He decides he's going to continue to be the Ghost Rider. He says goodbye to Eva Mendez, which is for the best. Although, does she show up in uh, episode two? No. Is there a love interest in the second one? I think not. I don't. Maybe there is. I can't remember. But it wasn't oh. a big part of it. it I was, think not. It was like Crank. Episode two yeah. is, is like watching Crank. Except I'm very excited for episode two because I feel like the, like what you've said, they took all the cage and turned it up. Yeah, I, they didn't have the budget, which was made. And, and it's not as cranky as crank. It's not like all the way cranked out, but it's definitely like, you know, there's not going to be a nice, coherent love story kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> also, when he so, gets on the motorcycle at the end and, and he this, raises his eyebrow, the eyebrow like thing. Oh, that eyebrow raise. Mwah. <laughs> the hell was, was that? So good. It was so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Any, 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 any moments we missed? Anything that you guys want to say before we uh, go uh, find out a little more about this movie? The uh, trivia. 
Uh, I thought that last line of, of Nicolas Cage's where he was wrapping it up like to Peter Fonda, right? He had this like a little speech about owning the thing and doing the whatever. He, God, there's gotta be a story behind that. That must've been take like number a hundred. Cause he, that he sounds like he's just phoning it in, in that line. And they were like, this is the best take we're going to get of this. Yeah. Uh, it must've been late in the day. It's like the final, final end of the movie. He was like, like, I'm done. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to own this. And then whenever there's evil, you'll see me again there. Uh, but there's like no emotion to it. It was like one of those weird, you know, again, I think Marvel's trying to figure out how to do that ending of like, whenever there's injustice, I'll be there. Right. Like whatever the, yeah. the whole thing is. And it just was, it felt funky. It was, it was a weird landing to, to what was a, what was a really fun movie in some ways. Yeah. I liked, uh, I think it was even Mendez asked, where will you go now? And he said, wherever the road takes me, I guess. <laughs> See, what this would have worked great as is if they gave Cage his, like, freedom, right? And they made it, like, super bloody and super crazy and metal. But they made him basically Elvis. Like, if he was just basically an Elvis-type guy like he was in uh, in Wild at Heart in that role. Because that those speeches would have sounded so much better. It's like, where are you going now? I don't know, wherever the role takes me, I guess. Like, he would have been like, oh, you know, like, like that kind of aesthetic would have worked really well in those moments. Or he's like, I'm going to You can tell up. he, that's almost what he wanted to do because early on, like, his voice definitely changed too because I thought early on he was more Elvisy, right? Yeah. Especially when you first saw him, he's in that white jumpsuit with the cape and it was very Elvis slash Evil Knievel, but like, uh, and then he said, give me my, give me my glasses. And they were, they were Elvis glasses, right? Uh, and yeah, and then he's like, you know, I don't drink. It gives me a nightmare. And the, uh, the, the, very... the monkey video was a very Elvis moment, like yeah. the whole thing. And then the Elvis got turned way down, right? They're like, okay. Uh, see, that would have been a really cool movie. Mm. A lot of directions they could have taken with this, but unfortunately. Did the same guy direct the second movie, Chris? No, the director of Crank directed the second movie. Mm, also also the director of uh mom and dad if you've seen that one no what's mom and dad oh this one's this is another one to add to your list mom and dad is a recent cage where uh he and some of our parents uh who gave a curse where the parents all want to murder their children and so it's like a Ooh. it's kind of like a not it's not really horror it's like a like like a shot a little bit like horror but it's not it's more like a just like a crazy wacky thriller about like parents trying to kill their children Oh, super violent, super. He goes like really full cage. Classic Hollywood love story where Nick Cage is about 30 years older than Selma Blair, I think. No, I, I actually, I feel like they're they're relatively believable as a couple. I think it's like only 10 or 15 years. It's not. Yeah, it's not too bad. bad. Really? All right. Yeah. And Eva Mendez isn't even that bad age wise. I think she's only like eight or seven years. Yeah. No, I bought, I bought that. I yeah. bought that. I, I, um, there was a moment I wanted to. To think to, to mention yes take us take us Chris. sam elliott's exit from the film made no fucking sense he turns into the ghost rider accompanies him to the final battle and it's like all right i can only change one more time saving it for this peace right before the final battle like you could have just double teamed this guy and taken him out but instead you're just like i only just did this for the ride like we could have taken a car here and I could have saved the change <laughs> when we got here. You know what I mean? But instead he yeah. just did it for the, the, just to ride from there, the graveyard to the final. It just made no sense. It pissed me off so much. He had to look cool. We had to recreate that, that picture. Yes, I guess so. Uh, I actually kind of like that sequence. <laughs> well, that, that but you were, cool. you, you were, I mean, it was super weird because you did expect 
Sam Elliott to somehow play a role in the end of that movie. Yeah, just let the bad guy kill Sam Elliott. Right. Let exactly. him go let out him with sacrifice glory. himself to save Nick Cage. Like I would have loved right? to see Sam Elliott comes out with his badass shotgun that you don't see coming. And he's like, and say there's a lot more minions, and Sam Elliott's like blowing them up, and you're like, holy crap. And then Sam Elliott gets taken out and he's like, here, take the gun, throws it to him, and that's how he gets the gun. Rather than just like Eva Mendes throwing it to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. We'll never see that movie, I guess. Never say never, Chris. <laughs> If so, I get ten a hundred million dollars, I'm making this movie. <laughs> all right, Chris, let's take it. Let's go. Let's go to the uh, the trivia. I just have a couple little bits of trivia to share with you guys. Trivia. trivia. Make up for the fact that uh, last week we uh, had no trivia for the movie Rage because. Uh, no one has really spent much time thinking about them. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> um, all right. Here's a little bit of a sad thing, but uh, I think things are better now for him. But uh, Wes Bentley, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, had a, basically at post American beauty was just super drugged out, was addicted to cocaine and heroin. Um, so that basically during the filming of this movie, he was just not in good shape. And he just, the only reason he took movie roles during this time was so he could have money to buy drugs. Wow. So, yeah, if you if he seemed like he was a little out of it, that's probably why. Um, but as far as I know, he has gotten clean and is doing much better. Now. I mean, he had the most fun in this movie of anybody in some ways. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah, he he was. I think he was sober by the time he did um, Hunger Games. Yes, he's I the game so designer in the first uh, Hunger Games. Yeah, With that beard, hmm. the crazy beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one, another little trivia fact is that, you know, that helicopter sequence, the uh, director wanted it so badly that he paid that for it out of pocket to make that happen. Cause I think that they were just like, we're not going to do that. And he was like, what if I, what, what if, if I, I pay for the six helicopters? Oh my God. He paid for uh, it out of pocket. So we talked about the the voice too, how he has that crazy voice. Um, so the way that they did it is obviously Nick Cage recorded it. I mean, I guess it's not obvious, but so he recorded the lines first um, and they filtered it through a bunch of different animal growls, some of them playing backwards and then something called a mechanical volumizer and then added a fire effect to the sound. They messed with it too much. There, it there went, were times, it went a little far. Yeah, there were times where I could understand that it was him and I could still hear his inflection. But it, it, even if you don't want it to be the same person with the growl, there was no inflection. Like it was hard to, to, to do anything right other than just do the growl. It right? would have been yeah. funny if it was just Nick Cage with a slight pitch adjustment. And he's like, hey, <laughs> I mean, from down here all of a sudden, just yeah. slow him down like 30%. Yeah. Or just have Sam Elliott do that voice too. <laughs> <laughs> we just certainly talk to like Sam. That'd be great. Come here, dirtbag. I did think that it was a, a pretty decent twist, although telegraphed from a mile away that Sam Elliott was the original uh, ghost rider who had you know run from the devil. It makes sense because like who 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 else is he that he uh, yeah. knows all this? Also, how did he outrun the devil? Like <laughs> he. He's we see the sequence. Spot. I mean, he just turns- yeah. We see that the devil doesn't go after him. He just runs away. I mean, yeah. the devil's just like man. Does the devil oh. not like care? Like he knows where he is. He's the devil. I think the devil plays by the rules where he only like man has to choose to. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, which is why at the end when Nicolas Cage chooses to keep it, he can't like. He can get mad, but he he's like, the devil's a gentleman. He's like, I'll trick you. 
uh, but if you, right, if you trick me, then, well, maybe I'll win the next time, right? Or I'll, tra- I'll figure something plays- out. I feel like that's what the devil could, could use his power, but he's too cool to use his power. He respects free will. Yeah, like it's part of his deal, right? The souls taste better when they come to him under their own yeah. free will. Oh, he can't like take a soul. He has to like get it through the the art of the deal. Yeah. That makes sense. I see. All right, I got a couple other quick facts. Um, apparently it was Nicolas Cage's idea to cast Peter Fonda as the villain. So that's cool. Mm, that is cool. Uh, it was sent to theaters under the name Costly Pact. I don't know why. Maybe it was supposed to be secret. They weren't supposed to know that it was a ghost ri- ghostwriter but costly packed costly packed that's a terrible name for a movie <laughs> i think it was like not i don't think it was ever meant to be a public no movie. no yeah yeah totally yeah. but even as like a false that's so funny <laughs> and packed. finally and this will surprise no one nicholas cage wrote some sections of the script i don't know what but it had all to be. of his lines <laughs> probably <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah all right, let's rank this movie. All right, it's time. It's time. So, Ben, I think you said you may have seen some other episodes, so you may know how this goes. We're going to uh, we'll go past our little intro intro page, and then we're going to look at this movie on a few different things. Uh, each will rate 0 to 10, and we'll talk you through them. So, First up, we got the cast of the movie, like how many people, not, not, you know, how many people one to one, but like, how excited were you for the various people who were cast in this movie? Like, were uh, you like, I don't know any of these guys where you're like, oh, I love that guy. Me first? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, nine for, for me. For Ooh, okay. I was nice. so excited by the people in the film. Uh, love them all. I. <laughs> uh- I agree with with Ben that it's up there because you have a pretty good, awesome cast. Uh, but I am not going to be as generous. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven, uh, just because there, you know, I wasn't like uh, completely as packed as some of his other films were. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it uh, one point for Sam Elliott, one point for Rebel Wilson, one point for. Uh, Wes Bentley, one point for Donald Lug, one point for Peter Fonda. I'm going to give it a five. A five. I know that uh, seems not generous, but I think there's been other movies that have been more densely packed. All right, acting. So this is not Cage's acting. It's everyone else's acting. So, uh, you know, I know you've, you were complaining about uh, Peter Fonda's acting. What would you say the overall skill level of the actors, the non-Cage actors are? I, I mean, I can be generous and give it a three. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was terror. I thought it was real bad the acting. I thought Rebel Wilson was the best part of the movie. She was uh, really funny. Short of Nick Cage, right? Like her tone got it. Uh, Wes Bentley was trying. He was chewing scenery uh, real hard, which was fun. Uh, but yeah, Peter Fonda was completely checked out. Eva Mendez was just dreadful. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, a, a, a three. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> same. It just was not a great... I wasn't feeling things during this film, except for, you know, fun stuff. But, you know, not like... I wasn't like, oh, man, look at the struggle that that father is going through. Trying. To, oh, yeah, uh, he wasn't a great actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go even a little lower and give it a two. But yeah. I thought Donald Logue was good. I thought he was believable. He's all right. I mean, yeah. He did his thing. He's the same thing in everything he's in. 
So yeah, actually, can I my cast? Can I drop that to eight? I feel like nine. I was really excited, and and yeah, I feel like eight is is better. Okay. Thanks. Don't judge your decisions though based on what we say. No, no, no. I know. I was just thinking out loud, and I was like, you know, yeah, eight. Okay. All right. Eight is um, sitting well. Eight it is. All right. This last, this next one is fun. How fun was this movie to watch? Being on a scale, I like to say a scale from zero being leaving Las Vegas and 10 being face off. <laughs> but that's just my own personal scale. Your mileage. Good, that's a good cage scale right there. That's a good yeah. cage scale. Uh, I'd put it somewhere in like the five to six range. Uh, uh, it was, uh, it dragged towards the end a lot. Uh, so let's give it a. Let's give it a five. Uh, I am gonna disagree and give it a nine. I loved it. Wow. I had wow. a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun. I just like. I just love superhero movies though, so that's probably why. I just thought like the the parts where he's destroying the city and yeah, there are there are a lot of moments where it drags, but I don't know. Even the parts of destroying the city were so weird to me because like the cops were chasing him the whole time and like I was just like, what is what this all happened over one night? It felt like yeah, <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, it less was... than two days. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I, it's just like a pretty good score for me. I think I, I enjoyed watching it. Like, I didn't think it was like non, like we just watch con air, like where it's like, bam, 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 like nonstop throughout the whole thing. Like it's not, it's not up there, but like, there are a lot of fun moments. I really didn't think I was going to like this movie, you know, that much. So like, I was pleasantly surprised to enjoy some <laughs> of the stupid bits. <laughs> All right, next one is uh, technical. So this is special effects, uh, you know, CGI, wigs, costumes, musical score, if applicable, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's tough because there's, you know, each of those things might be a little bit different. Yeah, and do I grade it like for at at the time or or looking back, right? At the time, I don't even think it was probably <laughs> that great. Uh, bonus point for his actual skull uh for sure he looked good uh oh yeah we haven't had a technical one where we grade uh like uh his personal trainer (laughs) but (laughs) he looked good uh they the elemental ghosts looked better than i thought they had any right to look (laughs) considering how sort of cheesy the rest of the the thing looked i don't know i'll give it a like a I don't. I am not the person to answer this question because I don't don't know anything about technology really. But I would say like uh, uh, four to five. Uh, so let's round up again and put it at five, right in the middle. Okay. Uh, I thought so. A lot of the movies we watch, they don't even attempt or have the budget to do good special effects. This movie had the budget and it did a lot of stuff. Uh, and you know quality wise you know some of it was like hit or miss right there was one scene that i was really i thought was great was the scene with rebel wilson where they had that that set of the street where they they completely like made this destroyed street where the concrete was all ripped up and and you know and he he comes out he's like he pulls up his motorcycle it's like what happened here i thought that was a pretty good job um, the CGI, yeah, was pretty lackluster. I think even for the time when you think, consider like when Jurassic Park came out, like 97, I think, and that still holds up. So, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to kind of give it a little higher. I'm going to give it a six. 
Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. It wasn't as bad as it could be, but it still wasn't great. I found the 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 skull very wooden, like not moving as much as I think a head normal person's head would move. But I do give it a little extra points because while it was clear that he was wearing a wig, it wasn't a terrible wig. It was not as bad as it could be. Maybe they so are, what? maybe the fact that it was an actual like scan of his skull made it look less realistic. Like maybe what we're used to is a more cartoonish version. I think it was the motion. For me, it was it felt very uh straight up and down all the time. And like a person's head, like you, you know, you do a lot more. Except when that jaw broke and he got to put his jaw back on. Oh yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was, that was cool. a cool little thing. That's a cool little thing. All right. Overall, Ben, how much did you like this movie? Yeah, overall, yeah, I'm hovering around the five, six mark. I'll give it a six. Uh, uh, I really wanted to like this movie so much. I love the cast, uh, right? I, every time somebody came on, I put exclamation points, right? I was oh, Sam Elliott and Donnell Logue and uh, Wes Bentley and uh, Peter Fonda, <laughs> like all these insane people. Uh, and then they were all sort of muzzled a little bit, right? I think either by uh, by the script or by this the Marvel not quite knowing what direction it wanted its properties to go in. Uh, and so there were moments of like real, like like I said, I'm very excited to watch two because I don't think it'll be technically as as impressive, but I think it will be Crazier. way more fun. Yeah, the skull does look better in two. Yeah, they did a better job in the skull, at least. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven overall. I thought it was fun and stupid. Um, and it had, you know, some good moments, but it definitely was not an amazing film. I, I was also going to give it a seven. I, again, didn't hate it as much as not a 70. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, no, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was dumb as hell. But like, you know, there's some stuff that was memorable to me and I'm glad I watched it. So last one is a plus or minus a single point for any random detail you liked or disliked from this movie. And whoever has one first, just uh, throw it out there. <laughs> hmm. Mm, yeah. I have plus points and minus points, I feel like. So I'm trying to see whether they balance out or whether which would, you know, which moves in what direction there. Uh. <laughs> I'm like trying to deep cut my way into the like, like what's something know, that right? we forgot to talk about? Here, I got really one. I got one. I'm going to give it a plus point for the number of characters wearing overalls, which were more than you'd think. Multiple scenes different background characters wearing overalls i like their commitment to overall style i'd like to become more of an overall person myself this summer so uh it's probably them being like huh what do americans wear in australia and they're like overalls so they just like slap overalls on everybody Uh, oh okay uh just for the sheer ridiculousness of it i did like the plus plus 1.4 the shot of eva mendez in her own apartment building looking out the window and seeing him driving up the building like across town. Oh yeah. Like I loved that. I thought that was a really and she instantly was like, oh fuck, he's that's him. He's telling the truth. He knew, uh, yeah, she knew it cracked me up. That cracked me up. If I'm looking for anything, then I would say plus one for that. Uh I am gonna give a plus one point for a ridiculous moment when he has a collection of ancient texts on evil. Yep. 
that happened to have every, you know, the whatever. And he's there's a scene of him like looking through these books as if he had never looked through them before. Because honestly, he's had them for a long time. He's been looking through this his whole life. Why is he not? Why is he just finding these things out now? Uh, and he rips a page out of one for no reason. Like as if he's going to take it with him later. They just show him rip a page out and just slap it down next to him. And then he just goes to another book. And I was just like, I hate when they do that in movies. But anyway, I thought it was fun. <laughs> and I'm going to give All him right. a point for that. I don't know why. I'm giving him a point. So let's uh, let's see where this stands. All right. Where do we end and... up? Oh, it's number 14. Oh, you can't see it. I'll, I'll zoom out. Shit. Uh-oh, we got someone on the phone. So, yeah, it's, I've been trying to get a hold of my mom all day today, and she just called right now. <laughs> Mother's Day. the time. Always, always. Why don't you bring her uh, on the show? I I, uh, I do not know how to do that, and I, I feel like it would be disrespectful for her on Mother's Day to make her. <laughs> Number 14, huh? 14. Number 14. Right all after right, Wild so. at Heart, right before Mom and Dad. Yeah, and I will say I'm looking at the uh, the raw data here. We have a lot of movies around this, so like this was 89 points. Uh, we have uh, uh, Bad Lieutenant is 87.5. Uh, Vampire's Kiss is 88 points. Leaving Las Vegas is 87 points. So like we're we're at a real uh, 88.5 for Mom and Dad. Like this is a real nail biter. This could have gone. This a lot got of a higher ways. ranking than Leaving Las Vegas. Because yes. the fun score was super low we for leaving Las Vegas. Hated leaving Las Vegas. We yeah. truly hated leaving Las Vegas. I think the only reason that it got such high at points is because the uh, acting scores were so. Yeah, low. and it's a well-made movie. It's just really unpleasant to watch. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, a positive part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we've got we've got Ghost Rider number fourteen below Wild at Heart and above Mom and Dad. This feels right to me. I'm good with this. Literally middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. 14 out of 27. All right, let's go to the cage gauge. The two-axis plot of Cage's craziness versus his acting ability. Uh, so craziness is that, you know what I'm talking about, that typical Cage quintessential craziness. It's not him being, uh, you know, mentally ill. It's him throwing his little bullshit into stuff. Out of 10, what would you give Cage in this film? Three. Three. Three, I think. Uh, prove me wrong. Maybe there's more, but I'm trying to think of like freakout scenes and like there was, there there were like moments that were great, like little funny things, right? But I think the the freakout scene uh, where he's trying to get the element, the freakout scene when he turns the first time, yeah. Uh, and are there any other like there there are a couple of like, classic cage moments, but like or choices, but not a lot of like craziness. So I'd say three. I'm gonna give it a seven, and I seven. just because I know the overall movie you're putting together. Obviously, he doesn't. He isn't crazy. Uh, he doesn't use a lot of the craziness. But the 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 jelly beans, the monkey scene, the uh, the part where he's in the mirror going nee, 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 the part where the fire, the transformation. All right, I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. I think I think there's a little bit of crazy here that you can you can you know. Mm. Get I'm gonna give it a five. I think it's uh it's not um what's the one? It's not gone in sixty seconds, but it's not face off. It's somewhere in between, and I feel right. I feel like it's right down the middle because it does have yeah. some stuff for sure, but it's not like well, that's right on. right in the middle. It sure is right in the middle. Okay, his acting ability in this film out of ten. Uh, I'm a tough 
critic, I think. Uh, I'll say five. Uh, I think he was sort of phoning, like, for somebody who wanted to play this role so badly, uh, it didn't seem like he was having as much fun with it as I wanted him to be having with it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Ben. I I thought it was, like, pretty middle of the road. I, I, I'm gonna... I, I'm gonna go a little four, four. lower in that one. Yeah. I, whoa. Look at whoa. Wait, what? Oh, we got an exact this four might, points. This is almost on the center six, of the six, game. Six, six, six. Six, six, six. Four point six, six, six for oh, both shit, acting man. and craziness. So that puts us dead center Ooh. on the gauge. Just about. It's pretty crazy. That is really close to the middle. That puts us uh, clustered around such films as Jujitsu, Gone in sixty seconds. Rage is over here. That's the rock is actually ended up there too in that area. Mm. Uh, and while their heart is in that area too. I mean, I do think we're slowly building towards a, uh, what X equals Y. Yeah. Uh, lot here. So yeah, certainly, uh, <laughs> ghost Rider is the closest we've ever come to like dead center on the cage gauge. That's interesting to see. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there it is. There another one, is. another one. I just realized I uh, forgot a clip that I wanted oh, to show. Please. What you got? This is a, just a kind of link between this film and uh, Kiss of the Vampire that I thought was interesting. Kiss of the Vampire? Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kiss, that's what it's called where I come from. It's Kiss of the Vampire. <laughs> uh, in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. On the island I come from, it's called Kiss of the Vampire. <laughs> Plantation Island? Yeah, this... I grew up on a plantation. All right, here we go. <laughs> yes. You. Am I getting through to you, Alva? He does a lot of pointing in this movie, and there's that famous meme of him pointing, and I just like immediately <laughs> thought of that movie. The point in this movie was so Elvis, right? That yeah, was such very. Point. Uh... He's like, I'll show you, devil. I'm. Yeah, he's like getting on his motorcycle. Like that's really what he wanted to do, I think, and they just didn't let him do it. Uh, I'm sure there's something that. from Wild at Heart that you could merge into that one too. Oh, for real? Yeah. You can uh, make the first uh, Nicholas Cage pointing supercut on YouTube. That'd be amazing. <laughs> the content nobody needs. That. Yeah, nobody, nobody asked for. Nobody asked for. No one needs, but it still exists. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh, all right, guys, we have made it through another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Um, it's been a good one. I like this movie a lot, yeah. I, even though I didn't give it the great scores. Um, <laughs> it was fun, right? It it's was fun. It wasn't the funnest, but it was. It was I mean, the movie. It's also the movie watched last week was so bad. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a, this is a nice break. This is a nice break. Um, uh, I, I'll say that, like. It, it's not similar at all. Uh, I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie, not Nicolas Cage at all. Yeah. But, but similar in the sense that, like, that is in no way, shape, or form a good movie. Uh, but I enjoyed myself the entire time watching it. And I sort of felt the same way about this film. Right? I wouldn't call this a good film, but I had fun watching it. I had fun, like, watching this movie. I was like, this is fun. Just get your Chris, popcorn. Maybe we should, uh, watch we should watch it before it leaves, leaves HBO Max. I think we got ourselves a plan for the, the evening. For the evening. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see we'll see i I love how like this Um, time of year i'm i I know what time the show is about to end when i get blinded by the light coming through my window because that's exactly where the sun is it's like (sighs) all right Uh, yeah chris is a pretty dramatic uh light thing i just want to say thanks for having me on the show uh it was so fun 
thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Ben. So uh, tell us about uh, where where uh, what's what, what are you doing on the internet these days? That uh, uh, yeah, uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff over at Twitch.tv/2mbstudios. Uh, we've got uh, shows seven nights a week, all different kinds of shows, talk shows, game shows, uh, sketch shows, uh, everything in between. So. Uh, come check us out. Yeah, two MB Studios and um, anything in particular you want to you want to you want to have. Yeah, I host. Uh, people uh, this uh, week? Uh, I host a couple shows. I host a, a game show called Run On on Monday nights at nine, uh, which is a, a really nine fun, Eastern nine Eastern time. Yep. Sorry, thank you. Appreciate no, no, no. that. And uh, on Tuesdays at nine Eastern, I do a show uh, called What's Going On, which is like a weekly roundtable show where we just sit around and uh, and chat for a while about about whatever we want to chat uh, about sorry. sorry i just said nine eastern in such a patronizing way i don't know why it came nine out eastern, way. okay nine eastern, okay most of our most of our audience is here on the best coast yeah <laughs> um no, i appreciate that nine eastern for sure for sure thank you sorry anyway thank you again for uh joining us uh we are going to be back next week we are watching uh lord of war with josh budman um a movie that uh, many people have told me is actually a good movie, so I'm excited to see that. Our first international um, guest. Our first international guest. That's true. Joining oh, us that's from, great. from Canada. That's great. <laughs> from well, I know you haven't had uh, any repeat guests yet. Yes. When you When you do have repeat guests, I I would like to publicly <laughs> campaign right now to to be Ghost Rider Two. Okay. Uh, uh, the Watcher for Ghost Rider Two. Note noted, and uh, we will add your name. I, I will say you're the only person who has requested that so far, so that works out great. <laughs> uh, we will be in touch, and uh, yeah, so guys, thank you so much. See you all next week. Thank have you, thanks one. again, Ben. And uh, thanks have so a much. Good night. It was really fun. Thanks. Unlocking the Cage is produced by the Manager Special, music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.